It is Sunday, December 6th, 2020. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip it can Electronics broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet, ladies and gentlemen. This is U62 the Tar. Now, your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, my Spotify 2020, we're sampling KFC's dessert biscuit, and we've got our Kate Bishop. It's episode 1031 with zeros across the board. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar. You're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Campus here. Welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. Another week, another viral sensation swept Twitter. Spotify released everyone's best of 2020 lists. If you're on Spotify, then you got the email telling you what music you listened to the most on Spotify this year. And I've got to say, I was a little bit surprised. My most listened to artist was John Williams. My most listened to song was Ray's Theme from Force Awakens. My most listened to decade was the 1980s, and the most listened to song from that decade was Han Solo and the Princess from Empire Strikes Back. So my takeaway from all this is my number one coping mechanism for 2020 was the Star Wars soundtracks. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Kappas here with another installment of Mark Tastes Random Things. This time we are trying the latest taste sensation to come out of Kentucky Fried Chicken, the Cinnamon Dessert Biscuit. Now, let me bring you up to speed on what's going on in the chicken sandwich wars. In order to compete with Popeyes, KFC has now introduced their own biscuit. Because as we all know, the biscuit is the signature side of Popeyes. I haven't tried the uh, KFC biscuit yet. It's been out for about a month now. And just when I was thinking about heading down to try it out, that's when they brought out something special for Christmas. KFC has teamed up with Cinnabon, the purveyors of fine cinnamon buns, to give us the KFC Cinnamon Dessert Biscuit. It's a biscuit, as you can clearly see. It's got some kind of cinnamon sauce on it drizzled with your standard cinnamon bun icing and you take a look and on top of that we got some kind of chocolate candy that looks like the colonel's trademark bow tie so there we are the cinnamon dessert biscuit alrighty then let's take a bite of the cinnamon dessert biscuit It's definitely a little drier and flakier than your typical cinnamon bun. The icing provides a nice sweet flavor. I'm really not tasting the biscuit at all. Let me go in for another bite here. 
Yep, I'm definitely tasting more biscuit than cinnamon. I'm going to do something wacky here. I'm going to eat it upside down so that way more of the cinnamon stuff hits my tongue. Mm. Yep. Mm. Not still. Not really tasting the cinnamon. I mean, as I said, the biscuit is so thick and flaky that the biscuit flavor kind of dominates when compared with the cinnamon flavoring. They could have used a stronger cinnamon icing. You do get a nice burst of sweet, though, with the regular icing that they put on there. And when you get into that uh, Colonel Sanders chocolate candy at the beginning, it's a really interesting crunch to start things off with. So there you go. The KFC Cinnamon Dessert Biscuit. It's a nice novelty, but you know, you don't have to go out of your way for it. You're listening to Mark Kappas. That young man fills me with hope. And some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing me. On U62, the Targ. Alright, now it's time for the streaming report where I update you on what I've been binging. As I said last time, I'm not really in the middle of a binge right now. It's that time of year when I'm starting to give classic holiday specials a spin on the old Blu-ray player. And I went a little nuts on Amazon and bought a few obscure holiday specials that I remember watching and enjoying in my youth. First was a claymation Christmas celebration. Will Vinton's brand of stop-motion animation, which he called claymation, became so popular in the 1980s that the word claymation is now synonymous with stop-motion animation. So this special is a series of claymation music videos of classic Christmas songs hosted by two dinosaurs, Rex and Herb, who are parodies of Siskel and Ebert. We get a doo-wop version of We Three Kings. We got a couple of walruses figure skating to Angels We Have Heard on High. We get a choir of humanoid bells doing Carol of the Bells. And the one that 10-year-old me tuned in for, the California Raisins doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yep. This is the California Raisins Christmas Special. Ten-year-old me was nuts for the California Raisins. I had the albums, I had the PC game, and I had all the figurines from KFC. Needless to say, this special was a pretty big deal in my house when I was a kid, and I remember being pissed that the version of Rudolph in the TV special wasn't the same as the version of Rudolph on their Christmas album. The one in the special is the better one, by the way. Watching this one again was a lot of fun, and the music is actually a lot better than I remember. So glad I picked it up. The next one that I picked up was A Wish for Wings That Work, starring Opus the Penguin and Bill the Cat. Yes, the stars of the popular comic strip Bloom County even got their own animated Christmas special. It's kind of gotten forgotten over the years, as Bloom County creator Berkeley Breathed wasn't too impressed with the final product. Anyway, it's a variation on the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer story. Opus the Penguin is frequently mocked and teased by the other birds because he can't fly, resulting in a bunch of comical misadventures where he attempts to fly. Finally, with Christmas coming up, Opus writes to Santa, asking for wings that work. But wouldn't you know it, disaster strikes on Christmas Eve, and Opus is just the one needed to save Christmas. This one is actually delightfully sweet. I can see why, though, it's been forgotten. Some of the humor is very dated and a product of its time. It came out in the early 90s, and since Bloom County was always very politically oriented, there's a lot of references to the first Gulf War. But I still had a good nostalgic time. And that's the streaming report. Everything's better with Mark Tappas. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. 
Mark Kappas on U62, The Targ. And now it's time for the Nerd News Headlines, where I update you on all the nerdy news that caught my eye this past week. Firstly, Warner Brothers made the big announcement. As we all know, in these pandemic times, more and more movies are going straight to streaming. So Warner Brothers announced that next year, all of their movies will be day and date on their streaming service, HBO Max. That means the same day they hit theaters, you'll be able to watch them on HBO Max. So that's all for Wonder Woman 1984, Suicide Squad 2, Godzilla vs. Kong. You'll be able to watch them all from the comfort of your own home. But as I was rambling about a few weeks ago, what about up here in Canada? Does this mean they'll be on Crave? About a year ago, Crave signed the big deal with Warner Brothers to carry all the HBO Max originals here in Canada. Well, after the big day-and-date announcement, someone finally got a hold of Crave and got the official statement. The answer is... No. Turns out that deal was just for TV shows, not movies. So up here in Canada, we're still going to have to go to the theaters to see these movies and then wait six months for them to show up on streaming. Hopefully the second wave of this pandemic will be under control by the end of the month, so that way I can go see Wonder Woman. Meanwhile, Marvel has started filming the Hawkeye show for Disney+, and we finally have confirmation that Haley Steinfeld will be playing Kate Bishop, the young woman who takes on the Hawkeye mantle. It was announced in the trades about a year ago, but Steinfeld denied it in interviews. But it's filming now, and there's pictures of Steinfeld in costume on set, so I would say that's pretty official. And with filming for Hawkeye underway, there's been a few more casting announcements. The big one, Florence Pugh will be on the show, reprising her role of Yelena Belova. Belova is Black Widow's sister, and will be meeting her for the first time in the Black Widow movie. In the comics, she does eventually take on the mantle of Black Widow, so we'll have to wait for the movie to see if that happens in the cinematic universe. We've also got Tony Dalton joining the cast as Jack Duquesne. In the comics, Duquesne is an anti-hero called the Swordsman, and he was Hawkeye's mentor. And we've also got Alacqua Cox as Maya Lopez. In the comics, Lopez is a deaf Native American ninja called Echo, and she was the first to wear the mantle of Ronan. Ronan, of course, was that murderous vigilante guys that Hawkeye was wearing at the start of Avengers Endgame. No word yet on when the Hawkeye series will be dropping on Disney+. And that's your Nerd News Headlines. I know how you feel about all this Christmas business. Getting depressed and all that happens to me every year. I never get what I really want. I always get a lot of stupid toys or a bicycle or clothes or something like that. What is it you want? Real estate. Happy Holidays from U62. The Targ. And we're about getting ready to wrap things up. While I know the whole Spotify 2020 wrapped thing was an enjoyable distraction, did you know they do it for podcasts too? So let me share the Spotify 2020 wrapped on this podcast. Nothing. Nada. Zip. It's zeros across the board. Literally no one is listening to this on Spotify. And here I was so proud of myself when I figured out how to post this to Spotify. Oh, well, at least the stats for my website say I have at least 20 people coming by to listen to it, so there's always that. Anyway, on that note, I think I'll wrap this up. As always, thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or even be the first on Spotify. Or just swing by my website, chaosinabox.com. I'm Mark Gappas. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production.
Well, that was pointless. Yeah.